0: Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco
1: Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started.
0: So a while back, we had an episode, I forget what we titled it, but it was something like, you know, Design by Programmer or something like that. Because, you know, as, as we all know with our apps, we frequently need some kind of icon to show something or to represent something or the icon for our app even. And so... Icons have always been an area where you know, as a programmer first and a very, very, very distant wannabe designer very, very, very far second, um, i I have always struggled with graphic design in many ways. Uh, I'm not I'm not a natural graphic designer. Uh, I have n- I have no training in that area, <laughs> um, but making apps you frequently need, some kind of graphic design. And in particular icons have always been an area where, I've been—I've never been comfortable designing my own like app icon, like for for the for Springboard. But um, in app icons, I have gone through a lot of different um, phases, uh, you know, levels of capability, styles of how I design in app icons, uh, or what I even use for them. And I think it's interesting to talk about this because we've over time we've gotten more and more options for like stock. Design resources, you know. Back in the early days, we had like the UI bar button system items and whatever you know twenty, whatever it was, twelve. Like it wasn't even that many. Whatever it was that we could choose, we could have. Well, you could have like you know the system share icon or the system refresh, <laughs> and a few others. You know, cancel maybe. But actually, that wasn't that cancel was never one. But you know, you had like the system buttons that were built in, and that was about it for stock design that the platform would provide you, and. So we had to go off on our own. And back then, mostly, you know, everything was bitmap icons back then. And mostly what you would do is hire a designer or maybe buy an icon set from somebody and and hope that would work for you. And the world has moved in many different directions since then. Uh, and now we have way more options. Um, we talked back when we first covered this topic, um, we, we talked about how I've been doing a lot of programmatic icon drawing. Uh, I, I had, I've had, i designed a lot of my icons using the app called Paint Code for the Mac, which is basically a, a programmer's vector drawing app that outputs, among other formats, it can output source code that can draw your stuff using the Quartz APIs. Um, and I, I have a lot of success with that. Um, but now, since then, uh, we've had the rise of a lot more stock design stuff built into the os in the forms of uh system colors and sf symbols and we i want to talk about that this week because you know this i, I i'm kind of in the middle of, of a pretty significant overcast reskinning and redesign and i've decided to lean heavily into sf symbols and some of the system colors and what I found, I think is, I think it might be useful to to people, and and I'm kind of, I'm leaning more towards it as time goes on, but I'm still kind of holding on to a lot of my dynamic paint code icons as well. So I wanted to cover that today. So, Dave, I'm curious, like, what has your journey been like in this area?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like any iOS developer who's been around a long time has gone through all these different phases for, for icons. And I will say like at, at first it's it is amazing how universal icons are in app design that it's like fundamentally i don't think i've ever shipped an app that didn't include this kind of icon inside of it and i think it's just fundamental to the way in which we communicate functionality to our users and you know i guess the alternative would if we used all text based um buttons and all text based descriptions but that's problematic in a variety of ways in terms of localization in terms of uh, in sort of ease of scanning and understanding in terms of having consistency between other apps and between users' expectations for what a particular thing does. And so icons is sort of the natural and logical end point that we've sort of settled on as a community and as a platform around how to communicate that this thing is going to do something or identifying, you know, what is this feature, uh, what's going to happen when you push on it. And some of those, yeah, like there are a few that, that Apple in the old days would include inside of iOS, and those were useful to some degree but i always found what was complicated there is they gave you like just enough if you t- did almost nothing but as soon as you needed something different then you're in this weird place of you know sh- having some that are system and some that aren't leads to a lot of issues with consistency and graphic c- sort of appearance and so inevitably what happened is the i then went on i guess it's like the icon yeah icon set buying spree that i feel like <laughs> any any you know early app developers probably went on where everybody kept coming out with these icon packs that you could buy and you could use in your app and it's like there was Symbolicons was one I used for a long time Oh, that's a good one uh, it's like uh, Parakeet primaries which is like Louis Mantia mm-hmm. um, he did an icon set that I used for a while and oh there was was it Glyphish or Glyph. There were so many, I, I, I probably somewhere, somewhere I have like a folder of this, just full of these icons, um, in, you know, somewhere in, in, in a folder on my computer and they sort of help, but they also sort of ran into all kinds of other problems where I had icon sets and then Apple added two uh, X displays. And now I need to either rebuy or hope that the designer is going to update those icon sets to have two X icons, um, then there was 3x which was you know the same problem again then some icon designers started to go down the road of doing you know giving you svg or something that's more flexible which sort of works but is also complicated in other ways because if you then the nature of kind of rendering something is ideally you don't want weird you know image artifacts or problems if you are rendering it slightly off off size and so you end up with these kind of there's a lot of complexity and things that i would always run into and if you we're using statically rendered, you know, icon sets. Then you always have, you're like, well, it's limited to whatever size it came in to some degree, or you're resizing it yourself. And it was always a bit complicated. And then I went very briefly down the road you're talking about with paint code, where I did, I think I've made like two or three icons that way. And for me, it was always the like last resort. There's something in it, in an icon that I need, or I need to change, or, you know, it's, it's, I just, it's something that I can't quite get managed. And so I would do it in paint code, but I, just from a a graphic and design perspective, really struggle there. And so it was never something that um, I went down very far. And then Apple added SF symbols. um, I guess this was three releases ago. I think it sounds about right. And it's, been really interesting to see this evolve both in terms of apple has added a tremendous variety of icon sets to this um i think there are still things that i run into where they don't have an option for um but the, the number of those is getting smaller and smaller um, and that's always just one of these problems with all these icon sets. Uh, you know, If there's some very specific thing that you want and your icon set doesn't have it or if SF Symbols doesn't have it, you very quickly kind of run into this wall where it's like, what do I do? But they've done a, a great job of kind of expanding it out. And the thing that I've been so impressed with SF Symbols and why like, now, it's like I will... I will, and sometimes I feel like I'm changing my design to accommodate the SF symbol offerings, where <laughs> like I will move things or change things or structure things such that I can use SF symbols rather than having to like come up with my own icon, um, because it just works so well in the system, and especially with SwiftUI, which is almost all of what I'm building with now. It's like, if you use SF symbols, like they, they fit in perfectly in terms of the line weights and the aesthetics of them in terms of getting the baseline right. If you have like a button that has an image and it's some text, you know, it's always been a slightly complicated thing to get the baseline of the text and the, you know, the sort of the, the placement of the icon to look good. Apple just sort of has taken care of that. Um, it looks really good with obviously the, the SF fonts. Um, and so that, that, that part works. And so now that's just sort of where I am. And it's just been kind of amazing to see this development to a place that, I mean, I feel, I guess, in some ways bad for the icon set designers who previously would make some money from you know selling icon sets to people like me. But increasingly, it's like Apple does a good enough job that I don't even really, you know, I'm not, I'm not on the look lookout for any more icon sets, I don't think.
0: We are brought to you this week by the Best-in-Class iOS App Book Series. This book series is here to help take your apps from good to great. It's written by indie developer Jordan Morgan, and he's covering all he knows about what he believes are the four most critical topics to develop quality software on iOS, including accessibility, design, user experience, and iOS APIs. Accessibility helps you learn how to make sure your apps are designed for everyone, from deep dives into the APIs like the rotor control or how to best support voiceover. And every successful app eventually wins with design, but design looks different for each app. Here you'll figure out how to find your app's voice and then use that to make it look and feel right at home in the iOS platform. And the user experience section is very important. Obviously, if an app is pretty to look at but unusable, it gets deleted. So learn how to not make that happen. And the last section is an exhaustive look at all the major iOS frameworks and APIs. Things like Widget Kit or how to leverage Siri APIs to make sure your app is tightly integrated across the system. We've personally seen parts of this book so far already because it's coming out. It's coming out, you know, as as he writes it. The book is currently in early access, and new content updates come out every two. Two weeks. The first book on accessibility is done including over 300 pages of Swift UI and UI kit techniques. The next book the next book currently in the works is about design. It is fantastic so far. I strongly recommend you check this out. The book series will be $160 when it's out of early access, but our listeners can enjoy a 50% early access discount and get all the books in the series as they come out, a comprehensive Xcode project with all the code samples, access to a private Discord to chat with the author and other developers, a bonus section just for early buyers, and free updates for all the books. Visit bestinclassiosapp.com/radar to get started today, whether you're an experienced developer who wants a reference guide or need to brush up on design or just New to the world of iOS? This book series has you covered. It's like Apple's Human Interface Guidelines combined with in-depth documentation and code samples. Once again, that's bestinclassiosapp.com/radar to get the series for fifty percent off. Our thanks to Best in Class iOS App for their support of this show and Relay FM. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, you know as, as I'm also leaning more heavily into both the san francisco font and the font family and sf symbols you know i've i've always like ever since (laughs) the ever since visual basic my my very first you know gui programming tool back forever ago when i was a teenager i I started with visual basic 1.0 and back for that um it it always came with like a set of microsoft built-in icons and there was always you know not that many but I, too, would always find myself, like, kind of adjusting my design to try to use as many of the stock (laughs) icons as possible, because if you think my design skills are bad now, you should have seen me when I was a teenager. (laughs) But, but, you know, and and I find myself, you know, you mentioned that you're doing that with SF Symbols, where you'll actually, like, kind of bend your design to accommodate what they offer, and I'm finding myself doing that exact same thing now, because as I lean more heavily into SF Symbols, you know... I I still have some custom icons lingering around in the redesign, but that's mostly because I need some kind of dynamic functionality like the overcast sleep timer icon um, on the now playing screen. Actually, first of all, it actually shows the correct time because it's a clock and I'm not going to have a clock in my app that shows the wrong time. So it, it always shows the right time. And when you have a sleep timer set, it turns the hands into like a little bit of a pie graph to show you like what time the timer will end. And, that kind of dynamic functionality is not yet possible with uh, SF symbols, and and un- honestly, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I wish I wish there was a way to have like parameterized SF symbols where some input parameter could could either like toggle certain shapes on and off within the icon, or could be applied as like a um, like a rotation or a scaling uh, metric. Um, that's obviously that obviously broadens the scope of them tremendously, but they already support so many cool things through the um, symbol configuration API. You know things like different palette uh, controls and palette colors and weights and everything. So the the precedent and the beginnings of API support are there for dynamic. Uh, icons basically. They they would just have to add like certain arbitrary parameters that you could input and then have the symbols be able to interpret those in certain ways optionally. Um, And I would love to see that. But other than that, like other than dynamic needs, what I'm what I'm seeing really is that almost every icon in Overcast can be replaced with an SF symbols icon. And in most cases it ends up looking better because While my design skills have gotten significantly better since 2014 when I started this app, uh, they're still not as good as Apple's most of the time. And so, you know, Apple has, in many ways, you know, they're a very big company now. And in many ways, that's inconvenient for developers in the sense that we now, it's such a broad, you know, company and the platform is so broad that it's hard for us to keep up in certain ways. But because the company is so massive and sprawling and, and huge now, and they have so many things going, uh, that also means that we get occasional things like this that just make our jobs so much easier. You know, a, a smaller Apple that was making iOS 2.0 back, you know, 12 years ago, whenever that was, uh, would never have done something like SF symbols. Uh, but now they have teams of people who are dedicated to things like this to making like hundreds of new icons every year and and updating the old ones to get new capabilities or tweaking the styles slightly to keep up with you know the, the modern you know ui fashion and stuff and adding new capabilities like the palette colors and th- things like that and and then, and, I was, and then you go into the fonts as well and the fonts get new capabilities and some of them integrate with sf symbols or you know they work together in, in you know harmonious ways and so to have this giant resource available to us, I think it, it would be—it's almost stupid not to use it. <laughs> you know, like I—I yeah. think it's—it's it's really nice that you know. Obviously, as I mentioned, like there are still there's still room for custom icons, and as I as I said, I'm still using some custom icons myself in my new design, but way fewer than before. And what this results in is, first of all, a smaller app, which is great. You know, in the same way that you know less code it tends to be better code like it's it's always nice when you don't have to write something yourself when you can just use a system api to to do something that also applies to design resources it's really nice to have fewer design resources being on your plate not only as an indie developer but as any developer now the good thing is this is an area where we can have an advantage as indies because the big companies will never use sf symbols they they have their own internal design teams and they want everything to look the same across all platforms and their own branding and blah 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 so they're never going to do this we can take advantage of this as indies because we don't care about all that stuff or or we are more flexible on some of those areas than they are or we have you know a smaller problem set like if our app doesn't look the same between ios and android well most of us don't have ios and android apps (laughs) so so that's that's fine (laughs) so this is an area where indies can really take advantage of the fact that we are indie and use the system stuff and there's massive amounts of effort and updating over time You you mentioned when the screen sizes change or when retina happen like whenever anything on the platform changes like that apple will make sure that their design resources are updated and so we don't have to do that. And so our apps get smaller, we have less, you know, we have fewer design resources to maintain at all, fewer things to have to draw or get drawn in the first place. And so it's just a huge savings for us all around. Not to mention the fact that then code gets simpler, you know, you can just call the stock, you know, system named api you mentioned swift ui it's it's easier there which is true so many things become easier when we can rely on the built-in stuff and the built-in stuff has just gotten so much more broad in recent years ever since they introduced sf symbols and and you know system colors and stuff like that so this is just a fantastic way for indies to have really nice professional looking apps without without almost any effort at all and that's just fantastic and you know, if there was any concern, one concern I would have would be, you know, as using these is like, am am I going to make my app just look like every other app? And the good thing is, as I mentioned a minute ago, because almost no apps will even use SF symbols at all, let alone use them extensively, that's not really going to be a problem in practice as far as I I can guess. It certainly isn't today. And you think like any cross-platform app from a big company, they're not going to use any of them. Many of the indie apps on the App Store are designed by people who have, who have like you know, design opinions or design teams, and so they're not going to use them. Many of the smaller apps or apps that don't have dedicated design teams are already made and already designed for previous versions of iOS and will never be updated to the new style or will not be updated for a very long time. So like when Overcast comes out and it shows all these icons, I bet a lot of people are not going to know these are SF symbols. Uh, you know you might recognize a couple of them here and there from from you know apple's built in apps, but s f symbols has like over a thousand icons, I think it has a lot of icons, and most people are not seeing them on a regular basis, and even if they did, is that so bad like if your meatball icon I just learned this name i'm I'm so happy that this is the name of the three dots like the ellipsis for, to show like a more icon it's yeah. apparently called a meatball that makes more me so meatball. happy. <laughs> <laughs> but but like if your meatball icon or your share icon looks like the system ones that's fine that's good people recognize them it shows that your app fits into the platform it looks native like those are all good qualities
1: so all around i, I just see this as a win and i think too it's the i think what you're it's like it is a good thing that you that it fits in that it, regardless of whether or not anyone else will use it or if it'll, like, it, maybe this isn't a point of differentiation between your app and between other apps. Um, but I'm not sure if that's particularly helpful differentiation, if that's something that's actually doing you any favors or is important because it's like when I'm when the, the more I use SF symbols, the more I understand how difficult doing icons inside of applications well is mm-hmm. and getting a sense of how. Many choices and like differentiations and points of design that if you actually are going to do this, you'd have to do to do it well. And it's like, it's way better for your app to look good and sharp and clean than it is to be different for not looking clean, sharp and clean and i think the biggest way of sort of proving this is if you have you have ever watched the at WDC session where they talk about how to make your own custom sf symbols
0: <laughs> oh yeah i tried
1: that and for it, about 1 hour <laughs> yeah. and it's 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 like apple fair enough like they've built the infrastructure that there is a way to do this and i believe like this last year it got a little bit better they improved the tooling for it slightly but it was one of these things where i'm like okay like like the first step it's like okay open this template all right now take your icon put it in here and it's like now tweak your icon 36 times to make it so that it looks <laughs> good in this context in this context if it's expanded out here if they're using large uh like you know if they're using the accessibility type sizes where it gets really small or really big if it's used if they want bold or unbold text for accessibility reasons and it very quickly is like oh right so somewhat at apple has, you know, it's like i feel I feel for that person slightly, but there's you know someone at Apple has gone through for all of these hundreds of symbols, and they have made sure that it looks good and is appropriate in all of those contexts that if if a user has you know dy- dynamic text turned way up and bold text turned on, the symbol is going to look good and appropriate next to the text that it is next to. And I didn't have to do anything to do that, and I under- it's like I very quickly as soon as I opened up that template and watched the w c video, and I was like, nope, I'm just going to let someone else worry about this because there is no way that I have the time, energy, effort, ability, skill, whatever you attributes it would take to actually do that um to make my app icons sort of rise to that level and so whether or not anyone else it's like in some ways it would be a wonderful world if lots of people are using them, and it's just like it's not a point of differentiation so Fair enough. That's you have to differentiate your, differentiate your app in other ways, but seeing how much effort and care goes into these very quickly makes me think it's like yeah, I don't want to get anywhere near trying to do this myself because there's no way that I'm going to end up with a result. Uh, like I'm not willing to put in the effort it would take to get to the result that they've already gotten to. And it's like I hope there are a few areas in SF Symbols that I wish they would expand. Like for one, for me, is like workout modes is something that you know there isn't a, a sf symbols for all the different kind of like if you imagine all the workout types you could have with like you know running walking biking etc there there's just not a, a good set of them but other than that that's the only area that i've ever run into where i'm like i wish they'd expanded it but it's like otherwise um just you just use it and don't worry about it and understand that you're getting not just the icon for sort of as part of starting to use it, but you're getting all of the other work and the dynamism that is inside of these icons, um, you know, essentially for free by going down this road yourself.
0: Yeah. It, it It's, it's just such a, it's such a great feeling to know that you can just, you know, with one line of code, you can have this incredible resource available in your app and it makes your app look good. And, I like what you said, like about you know how you shouldn't necessarily rely on custom icon work as a point of differentiation. I think this, as the system is is maturing over time, as you know things are getting more broad. We have not necessarily cross platform in the sense of iOS and Android, but we have cross platform in the sense of iPhone, iPad, Mac, Watch. You know, as as everything's getting more broad. I think the value of using stock design resources is going up over time um, because this is one of the reasons why also in my redesign I have dropped the custom font. I'm only supporting San Francisco and I'm, I'm designing the whole app around San Francisco now. And it's not because the custom font was bad. I love the custom font. But it's if you look at you know, mature platforms over time tend to – go towards the system font being universal. You know, when PC and Mac stuff was really young, a lot of stuff had custom fonts, uh, and, you know, as the systems matured now, it would be weird if you opened up a Mac app, and it was just, you know, a, like a, a pretty normal type of app, of, you know, a, common, a common app type, and it used a different font in the system. That That's not a common thing anymore. Um, and I think ios is moving in that direction as well i think you have to have a really good rationale for not using the system font and if you don't uh you probably should use use system font um and and there are certain exceptions like you know games obviously that's like an immersive experience that that's a different thing that always has been a different thing but for most apps you should be using the system font and making your own font from scratch is such a daunting task that most developers shouldn't do that either. You know, occasionally, a really big company might make their own entirely custom font, but that's not a common thing either. I think icons kind of fall between those two. Uh, most people, you know, it's easier, obviously, to make an icon than it is to make an entire custom font, But, but uh, since the font is basically hundreds of custom icons. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think most apps should probably use the system icons most or all of the time, unless there is some area where they don't cover uh, and over time, hopefully those areas will shrink at, uh, you know, cause if you look at SF symbols over time, like every, every new release of iOS, Apple adds more SF symbols and that's probably going to continue for some time. I mean, I, it's probably going to, you know, slow down at some point because you know, all the low hanging fruit will be gone, but they keep adding more and more. And, and as, as I mentioned, like take advantage of Apple's ridiculous scale and <laughs> let them do all that work and you use it in your app. But over time, I think there's going to be less and less reason for most apps to deviate from the stock designs, both you know controls and fonts and icons. So if you jump on board now, I think you'll be ahead of the curve and I think you'll be saving yourself a whole lot of time and your app will look more modern and better.
1: Yeah, and I think too, it's don't underestimate the value of helping your customer, your user know, how, know what something is going to to do by being consistent with the system. That like one of the advantages of SF symbols is that it isn't a point of differentiation. In some ways, that's like that is a feature, not a bug. Like it is good that if they see a button that has a particular symbol and you're using it in the expected sort of under you know, the, the way in which that symbol was intended to be used, which you should be. Like don't be using symbols in confusing ways. But if you're using it, you know, it's like this is for favoriting something. This is for. Uh, sharing something. This is for rotating something. Like, if you are using those symbols in a way that they're intended to be used, then you're, you're getting this built in help, like onboarding training with your customers that they didn't have to, you didn't have to do any work there. You didn't have to work hard to understand, for, you know, to expect that they're going to know what to do with that symbol. Because if it's the same symbol that they see In Apple's, you know, if you say like the rotation, you know, the the crop or rotate tool, it's like if they've seen that in the photos app and they know what it did there and they see it in your app and it does the same thing, they didn't have to learn anything. They don't have to think, oh, oh, so it's, you know, in the system one, it looks this way, but in your app, oh, when I I, want to use crop, I'm using this other tool or this other concept or this other glyph. It's like it's this, and it becomes very, it's, they they can, your customers can develop a, a vocabulary for what the icons on a platform do. And then you can just take, you sort of take advantage of that in your own app. And I think that's something that I've sort of undervalued when I was first going down this road of standardizing on SF symbols in my apps is the advantage that that is conferring rather than the sort of detraction. It is an advantage that I can use something that is very familiar, is, you know, transferable between my apps. And I'm gaining this sort of level of comfort for my customers that I didn't have to really even do much work for.
0: Exactly. And as, iOS's icons and system designs get richer, that raises the bar for what you have to do if you want to use custom stuff. Like, you know, the SF symbols have this, this concept of hierarchical rendering, which is basically like different levels of transparency based on a certain root color. So... It, if if that becomes the norm that people get accustomed to seeing hierarchical icons across the system, that means if you're going to replace them with your own custom icons, people are going to expect your icons to have that same look, and that's even more work for you. So, yeah. I think it's it's you know as things get more mature, again the bar is being raised for having custom stuff, and so that that increases the value of indies like us using system stuff. Yeah,
1: and it's just it's. it's it, it, I think I think you said we said it well when you said it's like you'd just be foolish not to. And I think I think we've we've both sort of settled on this, and I think that's for good reasons. That this is a good thing. I think I've I've been using it in you know, especially in Widgetsmith I've, extensively, and it's used widely and with you know lots of customers, and it works really well. And I would encourage anyone who's been reluctant or hesitant to you know ad- adopt it, try it out, and see if it can work for you.
0: Thanks for listening everybody and we'll talk to you in 2 weeks. Bye. Stop dot circle